You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. Welcome to episode number 271 of the Natural Born Alchemist podcast. My name is Alex and I'll be your host. In this episode, I want to discuss... Not money as in buy gold or get Bitcoin. You can check out episode 60 for that. No, I rather want to talk about attitudes in regards to money and especially in terms of being an employee, which most people are in order to get some money. I'm going to play a couple of speeches by Robert Kiyosaki that I've edited together into a 18-minute feast for the ears. This little mix represents how I think about money. Kiyosaki is the founder of Rich Global and the Rich Dad Company, a private financial education company that provides personal finance and business education to people through books and videos. Kiyosaki is the author of more than 26 books, including the international self-published series of books called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And they've been translated into 51 languages and sold over 41 million copies worldwide. Kiyosaki has been criticized for advocating practices of debatable legality perceived as some sort of get-rich-quick philosophy. And uh, anybody in the know knows that there is no such thing as a get-rich-quick philosophy. Although you can be lucky. Kiyosaki is the subject of a class action suit filed by people who attended his seminars and has been the subject of two investigative documentaries. Kiyosaki's company filed for bankruptcy in 2012. Sounds like a douchebag? Perhaps so. So why am I playing his talks? Well, I always believe the message is more important than the messenger. There are a lot of crap this guy spews and I would not recommend anyone to give him any money or buy his books. I do think what you are about to hear that I've edited and mixed together is worth listening to. Kiyosaki and I agree on some issues and as a person that is not an employee, because I'm not, Uh, I don't answer to anyone since I work for myself and since I also do a lot of work for free I cannot help but to agree with these specific things that I've edited and put together for your listening pleasure. My plan is not to teach my listeners to get rich. I don't consider myself rich. I don't need to be rich. Not when it concerns rich with money. Compared to most of the world though I am rich, since I live in one of the richest countries in the world. So relatively speaking, I am rich. But I had no control over being born where I was born. My plan, or more my wish, is to inspire people to start thinking about money in a different way. The best thing you can do for yourself is to get away from the employee mentality. The employee mentality is a slave mentality. It doesn't mean it is bad to be an employee. You can have a job you really love and enjoy. But speaking for myself, and I can only preach uh, what I personally agree with, uh, then to be free is important. And 
Thus, I do not think I ever could be an employee again after having worked for myself for over a decade. A lot of people I talk to that are employees, people that have great knowledge about something or has worked in a certain field for many, many years, they all freeze in fear when I try to make them set up shop themselves. Why work for someone else when you can do the exact same thing under your own name? Well, it seems people are afraid to start their own business. People are afraid to create their own job. When you are an employee, people take care of you. You are the child of a boss that would provide you with money even when you're sick. If you have that kind of job that does that at least. When you work for yourself, you do not have a parachute. You have to stand on your own two feet. I haven't had a sick day in 10 years almost. And I haven't really been sick either, but if I did get sick, I'd have to fend for myself. Some people call this risky business, but you're wrong. The biggest risk in this life is ending up a slave, and that is the direction most people are heading. But enough of me rambling. Let's listen to this snake oil salesman make his points, because they are good points, regardless of who he is. My father was the head of education, PhD, all that stuff. I go home and ask him, said, why don't we learn about money in school? And he looked at me and says, because the government doesn't let us teach that subject. The government tells us what we can teach and what we can't teach. And I thought that was strange. And I said, but aren't we going to school to learn about money? He says, no, your job is to get a job. I said, but you get a job to earn money. He goes, no, you're supposed to just get a job. I went, no, 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 no. Isn't the purpose of a job to earn money? He goes, you're correct. I said, so why don't I just learn about money? I can skip the job part, you know? And he got flustered and he said, if you want to learn about money, why don't you ask your best friend's father about money? And I said, why? That's Mike. So I asked him. He says, because Mike's father is an entrepreneur. And I said, what, am, what are you? He says, I'm an employee. I'm a government employee. I went, oh, what's the difference? He says, the difference is an entrepreneur must know about money, or that they're no longer entrepreneurs. And he says, an employee doesn't have to know anything about money, because the government will take care of them, the company will take care of them. So I'm kid, I'm all confused. But I took my dad's advice, and I trundled over to Mike's father's office and knocked on his door, and I said, hey, I'm here, nine years old. Teach me about money. He says, beat it, kid, you know. But that's where the story of Rich Dad, Poor Dad started. And finally, through persistence, my rich dad started teaching me about money on one condition. And that condition was he would never pay me. He says, the moment I pay you, you think like an employee. He says, that's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. And now I'm nine years old, my head's going cracking in half. He says, you never want a paycheck. You understand that, kid? I said, okay, I got it. And he says, well, how do I make money? He says, that's what entrepreneurs figure out. <laughs> it's like, so how do I learn about money? So he would just break out a Monopoly game board. So I would work for free. I'd pick up cigarette butts and he had hotels and restaurants and I would clean and do menial tasks. And as I got older, I started getting into office work and 
marketing and accounting, and I was an apprentice basically, but I always worked for free. And he would teach me about money, but the way he taught me about money was playing Monopoly. And I finally one day I got upset. I said, "Well, when are you going to teach me about money?" He says, "What do you think we're doing?" We're playing Monopoly. He goes, no, 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 no. What do you think we're doing? We're playing Monopoly. He says, what do you think we're doing? So I don't know. I'm teaching about money. And then that's what I was, you know. You have one greenhouse. You know, he says, there's many formulas for great success in money. There's thousands of them, but one of the best ones is found on the game of Monopoly. It still is today. Four greenhouses, one red hotel. I've had. Financial crashes. I've had people stab me in the back, but they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality. Right. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes, like they teach in school, they don't ever grow because spirituality is there's good and there's bad, there's right and there's wrong, there's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right. They only want to be positive. Well, you can't have that. That's not reality. Well, I wasn't. Poor by most people's standards, but I came from a family with a poor attitude, if you know what I mean, because rich, poor, middle class, poverty starts with a fundamental attitude. Poverty is passed on; it's taught in your families, and middle class is taught in families. And so the people right now who are sitting at home, <clears throat> who are struggling financially, or worried about money, or Unhappy, they may be making a lot of money, but unhappy with what they're doing. It was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught: get a job, work hard, or you'll, or you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. The school system will never teach you about money. The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee, which is important, or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. And what most people lack is real business knowledge, like accounting, you know, like debt, like taxes. You got to know that stuff, but they don't teach it in school to anybody. So, and, and then when people ask me, how did your rich dad learn this, when your poor dad, a PhD, didn't? And the answer is very simply: my rich dad was my, my best friend's father. His father died when he was 13. So his so rich dad had this family business at 13 to run, so he had to drop out of school, which was his blessing. You know, those blessings, and you know, sometimes a blessing doesn't look like a blessing, but it turned out to be a blessing. And then his teachers became his bookkeeper, his accountant, his attorney, his banker, his real estate agents. So he has what I call real teachers, not these fake teachers in school. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects they don't, they themselves don't practice. I asked the teacher. I said, you know, it's, I'm in my third year of calculus now. It was called, it was called strength of materials. I said, am I ever going to use this stuff? He goes, no. You know, I said, why do you teach it? Because I get paid. I said, do you ever use it? He goes, no. And that's why, you know, I, you have to in life. One of the things I suggested people: you got to find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day. So my accountants, 
my attorney is they're in it every single day. That's how I learn because every day I'm solving problems in my business. So I have I have accountants and attorneys and bankers and all these people on speed dial because I'm I'm solving problems with my team. I see you giving this knowledge out and yeah. do, do the rich people cringe and say don't tell them that, Rob? Yes, 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 don't tell people what they what you know. Right. Keep them poor. But, you know, unfortunately the poor as was in the Bible, I'm not real religious. The poor will always be amongst us because it starts up here. Right, it's that fear mentality. It's, it's in their words, you know, and the words become flesh. Again, I'm not really religious. I flunked out of Sunday school also. But when they say I can't afford it or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. My PhD daddy says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, that's why he's poor. Poor people say, I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. Because this is an escape. It's an escape, you know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. And your rich dad used to say what, instead of, I can't afford it? How can I afford it? How can I do that? You know, what would it take, or why should I do that? He says, that a question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. See, when you say, I can't afford it, your mind shuts down, and you become what you say. Rugby is a team sport, but so is soccer. The rules are different. And other people are golfers, they play by themselves. And so everybody's different. So my game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. So what I say to young people is you find your game. First of all, let's go back to what is financial education? It's not get a job, work hard, save money, and invest in a well-diversified portfolio, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs. That's not it. The financial industry is two things, debt and taxes. Debt and taxes. And that's where fake starts. 1971, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard and the US dollar became debt. And we still tell kids to go to school, get a job, work hard, save money, and get out of debt. Now who tells them to do that? That's the most ridiculous thing there is. Why would you save it and why would you work for it if they can print it as faster than you can work for it. And, and number two is they keep dropping the interest rates on it. And I went to fly for the US Marine Corps in Vietnam. And the military education is different than academic education. We're taught to make mistakes. You know, so every day I'd fly and we had to, we had to kill the engine on our aircraft and crash. We always practice crashing. Because one day, as you know, you will crash. And I did crash three times. But if I didn't practice that, I'd be dead. So what happens to the average person in a financial crash, they don't know what to do. And right now, as you know, for the middle class of the world, we're in a crash. The, you know, the, the purchasing power of the, of the yen, the euro, the rupiah, all going down. And people are working harder and harder and harder. And the central banks of the world are printing more money. Interest rates you know, Trump just told the Fed, don't you raise those interest rates. Well, that screws all the savers. What I do isn't risky for me, but it's risky for you. And when somebody says, what is risk? You have to look in the mirror. Do you know what I mean? For me to fly in Vietnam, that was high risk. But the higher the risk, the more you have to study. So if you're not going to study, you're not going to practice and all that, then you should do what Wall Street tells you to do. Buy 401ks, mutual funds, 
ETFs and all that. But that, that's where they're fake assets because they only make Wall Street or the city of London rich. Just watch where the cash is flowing. Follow the money. It's not making the poor middle class rich. You know, all Wall Street in America has done is rip off the pensions because, you know, pensions are the biggest pool of money in America. And states like Kentucky, New Jersey, Illinois, California, Hawaii are going bankrupt because Wall Street went in and just sucked all the cash out of their pensions. So the school teachers like my dad, the firefighters and police officers, they have no retirement now. And so that's why it's fake money, fake teachers, fake assets. They're the same system. So why do they take dollar off the gold standard? And what does this mean? What don't we know? So what that meant was in 781, they could print as much money as they wanted. So as the economy of the United States worsened, you know, the deficit, trade deficit was going up, they could print and print and print and print. So that's why if you read, when you read fake, it says the people that are being screwed today are the poor middle class because they work for money. You know, the banker friends, they're not working for money. And it goes back to the question I have, I have always asked, why doesn't our school teach us about money? Because Wall Street won't let them. You know, when I was in flight school, my instructors could fly because I flew with them. But in school, you don't know if your instructor is for real or not. That's where the fake teacher comes from. When I was in my MBA program, I was still in the Marine Corps. Back then, this, this is 73 now, and my MBA accounting teacher doesn't know accounting. And I'm going, I'm going nuts. I'm not an accountant, but I knew he wasn't an accountant also. So I took him on. I said, I said, are you an accountant? He goes, I have a master's in accountancy. I said, that's not the question. Are you an accountant? I have a master's in accountancy. Said, and I stood up and I said, you know, Marines are not the brightest guys. I said, Do you have a, are you an accountant? Same answer, I said, you're a fake. You don't know what you're talking about. And to this day, when I listen to what people are teaching kids about accountancy, it's bad accountancy. They count anything of value as an asset. They count your car as an asset, your house as an asset. When it's really taking money from your pocket. Your retirement plan, guess what? It's a liability. It's taking money from your pocket every month. And whose pocket does it go to? Wall Street. And that's why these funds, you know, they sit there, they go, Assets under management, that's what they're paid on. You're not, you're not making any money, but they're making fortunes on the fees and assets under management. And most of these hedge fund guys and all that, you're not making any money, but they're sucking the fees out every day. And, and again, that's why I was yelling at the accounting teacher. I said, an asset is a noun, like a house. Cash flow is a verb. So to understand if it's an asset or liability, it, it takes a noun plus verb. So if the cash is flowing out of your pocket, it's a liability. If the cash is flowing into your pocket, it's an asset. So I own 7,000 rental properties. Those are assets. Every month, the cash flows in. Whereas many people have the big house on the hill and the cash is flowing out and they're going broke. See, there's three kinds of income earned portfolio passive. So earned income is if I get a job, that's earned income. If I'm a doctor or a programmer, that's earned income because I'm working for it. If I buy, let's say, Apple for $10 and I send it for 20, that's portfolio income, capital gains. Yeah. But passive income, which is cash flow, is never taxed. And so all these guys are screaming right now in America, tax the rich, I said, good luck.
because most of the guys complaining, they don't know the three kinds of income. And the rich don't have jobs anyway. They have assets. And so the average schmo out there, a poor guy, you know, sent the kid to school. They don't learn this. So that's why in fake, as you were talking about it, there's a newspaper article about Jared Kushner. Yeah. And he explains how the Trumps and the Kushners don't pay taxes and make millions of dollars. And the reporter couldn't understand him because our schools will never teach you that three types of income. The tax laws are for everybody to use if you have the right financial education. And the reason I'm an advocate of financial education, without that education, you have to pay taxes. You see, very few people will buy what I do, make a million dollars and pay zero tax. McDonald's is in the real estate business, so they sell hamburgers, but they buy real estate, so they pay no taxes. You know, this guy Bezos, well, he's $16 billion. How much tax do they pay on that $16 billion? Zero. When I came back from Vietnam in 73, my poor dad said, get your MBA. And my rich dad laughed. He says, you're going you're gonna to turn out to be an employee. Who else hires guys with MBAs? You know what I mean? He, he was just pragmatic about it. He says, if you really want to be a rich, take a class on real estate. And I said, why is that? He says, once you understand real, real estate is based on debt. And he says, you will learn how to use debt as money. Because that's what happened in 71. The U.S. dollar became debt. So once you learn how to use debt as money, you can never say, I can't afford it. After the crash of 2008, the banks gave me $300 million tax-free to buy real estate that the idiots had lost. I hate this, and they were idiots because the prices were so high. Why would you buy it at the top of a market? Don't you know that's going to crash? They all, oh, no, no. This is, you know, that was the subprime, was the derivatives market, that's, MBSs and all that stuff had driven the price of real estate so high and the rest of us were just waiting. And then when the whole thing came crashing down, all this real estate was now available and they needed, you know, the, the Fed and those guys in the Treasury needed guys like us to go in there. So Wall Street gave us hundreds of millions of dollars to mop up all that real estate these guys had lost. Now, it's fair because everybody could do it. When I ask the average guy, why don't you use debt? They can't even get a loan because their scores are so bad. So that, that's what's going on in the world today. It's fake money, fake teachers, fake asses. The school teachers will never tell you that because they don't know it. My poor dad never knew that. They think the rich are crooks. The rich just play by different laws. One of my favorite books that just came out with is called Fake. Fake money, fake teachers, fake assets. I use debt to invest. But to be able to do that, to go to here, to get rich. To do that, you've really got to have a lot of financial education. I don't recommend it. But it's the best way to get rich. President Trump, you know, my friend, we wrote two books together. I know some of you guys hate him. A lot of people hate the guy. But he's very smart. He's a capitalist. Obama socialist, communist, Hillary, crook. So anyway, be very careful right now because I use debt, Trump uses debt. The more debt we use, the less tax we pay. That is why I love real estate. I can use debt and pay no taxes, make a lot of money. So that's really what I teach. I don't recommend it, but for those of you who understand what's called an infinite return, it's the best way to get rich, but you have to have a lot of financial education.
Most of the audio you heard was lifted from London Real interviews with Kiyosaki. Now today is 9-11 and uh, I decided to release this episode on this very important day in history because uh, it is an important event that happened on 9-11. Whether you believe it was a conspiracy or whether you believe it was as they say it was. Uh, uh, aftermath of 9-11 did affect the world more than we could have imagined. And uh, I decided to release this episode on 9-11 because I feel that 9-11 should be cancelled. I think we've been living in the shadow of 9-11 for way too many years. How many years? Almost 20 years. Enough is enough. I mean like the only reason people stopped talking about Pearl Harbor was because 9-11 happened. Uh, I don't want another kind of Pearl Harbor 9-11 to happen for people to stop talking about 9-11. Can we just move on? And can we also revert back to the innocence that preceded 9-11? Because a lot of stupid laws were implemented because of that fateful day. I don't understand it, but for the past few years, this cancel culture has really started to annoy me. Because it's all bullshit. Uh, I mean, they want to cancel celebrities for saying this or that but they don't want to cancel what banks have done to regular people what governments has has done to poor countries you know they want to cancel things that are not that important now the media social media and conversations during coffee breaks they all revolve around some dumb hashtag some deplatforming Some issues of gender, women, white privilege and rights of X or rights of Y. There is an outcry to cancel celebrities. They tweeted something they considered offensive or perhaps slapped someone's ass. Whatever it may be. And I'm pretty sick of it. It's, it's, It's getting a bit boring to be frank. And I agree with what Joaquin Phoenix said in his Oscar speech earlier this year. Now, I've been, I've been a scoundrel in my life. I've been selfish. I've been cruel at times, hard to work with, and ungrateful. But so many of you in this room have given me a second chance. And I think that's when we're at our best, when, when we support each other. Not when we cancel each other out for past mistakes, but when we help each other to grow, when we educate each other, when we guide each other towards redemption. That is the best of humanity. Now, please don't cancel me, uh, because it's not like I'm trying to say that many of those issues that are mentioned by cancel culture and social justice warriors, that they're not important to a degree. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is that no one is really talking about what should be cancelled. What is the real problem in our world? It was funny how cancel culture 
kind of took a holiday when the so-called pandemic wreaked havoc here in 2020 with the COVID-19. It seems like all those social justice warriors got too busy worrying about their own skin than if some celebrity said faggot 28 years ago. Although now when the pandemic has been going on for quite some time, it seems like they've started to try and cancel those that disagree with the mainstream view of how to handle it. But what I think, what we should focus on right now, what's relevant and contemporary to this day, 9-11-2020, is that we should, we should cancel pedophiles, don't you think? I mean, we all remember Epstein and how he killed himself or got murdered or was told to kill himself because he has a list of names in his brain that I would be really interested in finding out who he provided children for. And I'm sure there are quite a few powerful people in that list. And... uh, I find it interesting. I have a theory actually, you know, nobody really knows where he got all his money, Epstein, how he became rich. And I heard this theory that he was a Mossad, a a CIA, you know, the Mossad is like the CIA for Israel. And uh, I started spinning my own conspiracy theory that actually answers a few questions. First of all, the best way, and that's that's how the mafia has done it for, for decades, the best way to get control of somebody is to have a recording of them in a uh, very sensitive situation. For instance, if you get a powerful man to have sex with a minor and you have that on video, you know, you can get that powerful man to do your bidding. And... Uh, My theory is that Epstein was a Mossad agent and his job was to to make these kinds of videos or recordings of powerful people. And uh, I've always been surprised why America is always so supportive of Israel considering what Israel is doing domestically to the Palestinians and that. And uh, maybe it is because they got, uh, Israel got a lot of fucking videotapes of all the people in charge in America. And that's how they can make sure America is still an ally, you know, doing their bidding. Uh, It's just a theory, but it could be true. Anyway, doing these videos, constantly getting young girls, maybe even boys to uh, have sex with these powerful people. Maybe Epstein, just like a drug dealer who keeps selling cocaine, you know, eventually you want to taste the taste. So maybe that's how he actually got into it himself, you know. Uh, That's that's how he himself got addicted to uh, abusing uh, minors, children. But anyway, who knows? The good thing is, Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested. And like I always say, uh, currently now in the world, unless she's already dead before I managed to release this episode, I don't know. But uh, currently now in the world, 
It's one of the few women you can call a cunt and actually slap in the face and not a single feminist will be upset. Uh, I hope they actually make her spill her guts and uh, give us a list of the people that that she and Epstein uh, supplied children to. There's a guy called Isaac Cappy. He was an American actor and musician known for his roles in the films Thor, Terminator Salvation and in the AMC television series Breaking Bad. Cappy died on the morning of May 13, 2019, having fallen from a bridge onto a highway in Arizona. Now, Shortly before his death, Cappy posted a lengthy message on Instagram captioned Beware the man that has nothing to lose, for he has nothing to protect. In this message, Cappy accused several Hollywood celebrities of pedophilia and apologized to Jesus and Donald Trump for past behaviors. He also stated in that video that he was not suicidal. I'm going to play what is said about Hollywood because I think it's interesting. If it's true, who knows? But it's interesting. And uh, after I played what he said, we are going to hear his own song called The Present. And we'll close the episode with this song. Who, by the way, Steven Spielberg is a pedophile. Yep. See how easy that was, Corey? I didn't need $10 million. Oh, I'm not going to talk about Tom Hanks either, who is also... A pedophile. Tom Hanks, folks, is a pedophile. Sorry to, I'm sorry if this is the kind of bursting your bubble, all this information is new, but it's time that this comes out into the open because we are going to change the way everything works because at the top levels of, uh, of, of wealth, of power, the very top levels, these people are just Freedom is in the mind. What's it gonna be, man? What's it gonna be, man? 
ce qui est 